Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for this wonderful opportunity to come together as a people to study your word and then to come into you to receive your mind and know your heart and to download all the things that you have put together for us. We know the subject of fatherhood is a dear subject you have because you are first of all a father to us, a father to all creation, a father of our spirits, a father of our souls, a father of our body, a father of our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom our redemption was procured. So Father, you do not play down, look down on the subject of fatherhood. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that all the information and the revelation that you have downloaded in the past few days, even unto us, your people, through this platform, will begin to become a reality and our reality in the mighty name of Jesus. We also pray, oh God, and as we come before you to receive from you through your spirit, oh God, and through the ministries and the giftings you have given tonight, we pray in the name of Jesus that you, you bless us as you open the word of us. I also declare in the Amen. name of Jesus that you will, through the authority and the unction of fathers, yeah. you begin to open doors for your people. You begin to Amen. open the heavens unto your people. You begin to shatter shackles. You begin to break bones. You will destroy anything that stands in the way of any son and any daughter. Have your way, O oh God, by your spirit and speak to our hearts and transform us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are praying. Shall we say amen? Amen. 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 I want us to Open our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm taking my text from Ephesians chapter 1. And I'll read from this 1 to 6. But first 3 will be my text from which we'll talk about the release of the Father's blessings. So I read, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, who has blessed us with all or with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. The five says, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. Let me read verse 3 again. Let me read verse 3 again. Blessed 
be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. May God bless his word. Hallelujah. Amen. All fathers are born by women. Mm. And not all fathers who are born by women are made fathers by God. Every father is born by woman, but not all fathers are made by God. In other words, fathers that we speak about that carry their authority, their option, and the blessing to pass on to the next generation or uh, to people are not actually just born, but these fathers are made. The Bible says that I have made you, Abraham, a father before me. When Abraham was not even having a biological connection to fatherhood. But God says, I made thee. So fathers are not just born, fathers are made. Mm. Bible says in Genesis, and I want to go there quickly so that we'll get the context. In Genesis 45, when Joseph's brothers had gone to Egypt and he has revealed himself unto them, and they began to blame themselves, and they began to accuse each other who brought idea for him to be sold, Joseph had acquired them. And he said in Genesis 45, verse 7 and 8, he said, and God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. Verses 8, so now it was not you. I love that. Mm. It was not you that sent me hither, mm -hmm. but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house, and a ruler throughout the land of Egypt. So from fatherhood, we begin to understand lordship. From lordship, we begin to even progress as fathers into rulership. Now, mm. Joseph was a young man, about 30 years, when Pharaoh had to lift his head from prison, to come to be his prime minister. But Joseph understood that he was not just a prime minister to help his master, the Pharaoh, and the king of Egypt, and to supply what the spirit was giving him to the land and to the king. But Joseph understood by revelation that fatherhood is not in age, but yes. fatherhood is in mileage. Okay. Fatherhood is not about age, but fatherhood is about the mileage one acquires in his walk with God. And when I talk about fathers, I'm using the word generic because there are some female fathers who have assumed that place of fatherhood, who also carry the authority, the option, and the blessing for all the people that God has placed under them and the generations that are yet to come. So we need mm. to understand that fatherhood is not just about gender. 
I'm talking about that fatherhood that carries divine authority, that fatherhood that carries divine unction, and that fatherhood who has been blessed and has been trusted and trusted with the blessings of God for the people. So we need to understand that fathers are not just about gender. So I have met women who have operated as fathers because the fathers were not present. Mm. God unctioned them, God authorized them, and God blessed them to be able to function like biological, physical, gender fathers. Amen. So I'm using fathers here tonight as a generic terminology and not just a gender. So we need to understand me in my presentation. Amen. So fatherhood is not about age. Otherwise, Joseph between the, the ages of 30 and 35 cannot be a father to a king who was much more older than him by far. Pharaoh at this time was between the ages of 70 or 80 years. He wasn't a younger person. Mm. And by virtue of being a Pharaoh and being a king over Egypt, he was a father of the land. He was a father of all the sectors of the economy of Egypt. The Pharaoh is the priest. The Pharaoh is the, 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 the executive. The, Pharaoh, the Pharaohs were the legislature. The Pharaohs were the judiciary, the pharaohs were the, the media and the communication system. Every pharaoh in those days was a father in every sector of the economy. Mm. Yet God raised a young man, anointed him and gave him all the unction to become a father to somebody older than him by far. Amen. So let us understand that fatherhood is not in age. Fatherhood is not in the gray hair. Fatherhood is not in the things we have acquired and the things we have procured. But fatherhood is a calling. Fatherhood is a creation by our Heavenly Father. Yeah. And He chooses fathers. He creates fathers. He calls fathers. And He positions fathers to do what they are called to do. Yes. So even though BJ calls me his father, BJ is also a father under God. Amen. And that is why he's been able to produce many sons and is impacting the lives of many, such as many on this platform, that you see yourself as sons and daughters. The Lord has endowed you with the seed and the capacity to function as fathers. Mm. All we need to do is by revelation, we will come to the place where we can assume even our fatherhood and the God's fatherhood, mm. that we can begin to be a blessing to our generations and the people God has called us to. Yeah. So fatherhood is not just a biological thing. I call it a covenant thing. A so fatherhood is not just a biological thing, but fatherhood is actually a covenant thing. There are many who are my father's age, there are many who are my grandmother's age, and they refer to this young man as a father. It is not my age, but it's because of my mileage with God yes. and what I carry on your behalf, and the oil that flow upon me and through me to reach out. Yes. And the blessing, the seed of blessing that I carry in order to release to the appropriate people that God has brought under my wings. 
Mm. Not that. Yes. When God met Abraham, he was only Abraham, an exalted father. So the parents were able to pick by the spirit that their son is a father. He carried a father's seed, but they only saw a limited fatherhood, a limitation of fatherhood. So Abraham is an exalted father. Exalted it has father. to do with the vertical and the horizontal positioning and relationship of the father. But when God met him and he had an encounter with God, so when God met Abraham, he was only an exalted father. Mm. But the Lord now through his encounter with him in Genesis 17, the Lord brought him into the original purpose of his fatherhood. Mm. So the Lord said to him, from Abraham, I'll make you Abraham. And mm. Sariah, the Lord made her Sarah. Sarah yes. A common denominator in the change of name that brought the transformation is the age in the Yahweh. So God added the age of his name as a father and transmitted it, transmitted it unto Abraham. So he became Abraham. And for Sariah, she became a Sarah. So God now began to share the spirit and the seed of his fatherhood with Abraham so that he'll be able to transmit what the Lord has placed. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll be looking at a few things tonight. Who is the father? And what are the types of fathers do we see? And who do fathers carry? Why do the fathers carry the blessing? Mm. Why do the fathers carry the blessing and not the mothers? The mothers are the keepers and the deliverers of the blessing. But the fathers are the ones who carry the blessing in their loins. Okay. And they carry the blessings around and looking for a person, their proper time to be able to release the blessings upon them. Mm. We'll also be looking at the capacity that attracts the blessing. How to build that capacity to attract the blessing. So the question is, who is a father? A father in the Greek simply means someone that is very near or someone that is remote or remotely near you. That is what a father is. So a father is a man or a woman who is near. In other words, fatherhood is more of relationship. Fatherhood is more about relationship than biological. So fathers are those who are near. That is the Greek understanding. Patar. Patar means someone who is near. So a father is not that which is far. A father is that which who draws near to the people God has given him, carry them in your heart because the heart is near to the spirit in the body system that drives the body and that drives the spirit. So fathers are near. In the Hebrew, the word father is our, out of which we got Abba. So how simply means that which is primary 
that which is primary, which is principal, like a capital. If you're in business, when you talk about principal, we're talking about your, your capital. So fathers are the capital by which a business of the lives of people can be run because it needs a capital to invest into a business for a business to be able to multiply. So your father is your capital. Your father is your principal. Your father is your number one. And strictly or somehow, the Hebrew key that was used for father is the key number one. The key number one, which means that it's number one in the life of every individual. And if we do not understand all these things through the definition, we will not be able to place our father's pop and place our father's right. When I understand or you understand that your father is your number one, it means you cannot count number two without actually counting from one. Yes. So in other words, without the father, there shall be no counting mm. and there shall be no accounting. Mm. The father sets the, the system. A father sets the stage. It is for things to be counted and to be run in the logical, spiritual way. Now we have biological fathers, so no two ways about that. So every man who has given birth to children or have relational children, biological fathers, we also have relational fathers. So Benji and I are operating under relational fathers or covenantal fathers. I did not biologically give birth to Pastor BJ, but he has become my son by covenant and by relationship. We also have prophetic fathers, prophetic fathers. So prophetic fathers are fathers that the Lord entrusts the destiny of lives, the destiny of nations, the destinies of continents, the destinies of peoples, even unto him to be able to carry and bring them to where God want them to be. So we have prophetic fathers. Mm. When Saul began to prophesy, and people were asking that is Saul also among the prophets, the question that came was that who is their father? Mm. So Samuel was a prophetic father over the nation of Israel. Okay. He carried a prophetic seed in his spirit. He carries a prophetic unction that is able to bring upon the nation of Israel and to be able to lead them and show them even the things that they ought to know. And okay. Samuel started his son again. The fatherhood is not in the age, per se. The fatherhood mm. is in the marriage between the an individual who is a father and his work. Now, we also, so national fathers can be the president, can be the speaker of parliament, and all those people who are at the helms of affairs over a nation leaders of communities, leaders of the municipalities, uh, leaders of all those, those, those structures we have built, we can refer to such as national fathers. 
We also have what I call institutional funds. So for example, in a university, we have counselors, we have the leadership structure, and they become fathers of that institution. For example, in a corporate place, in a marketplace, in the business world, there are CEOs, there are chairmen of the board of council, all fathers are what I call inventional fathers. So for example, we know Hippocrates is the father of medicine. Right. Because he propounded so many theories in documentary form or in written form. So all of us have agreed and have attributed the fatherhood to Hippocrates when it comes to medicine. So such a person is an inventional father. There are people who have invented a lot of things. They, they know the in and out of the things they have created. Mm. They have the DNA. They know how to put the cells together by creating the things they created that is helping humanity today. So we have inventional fathers. Okay. We also have what I call founding fathers. So fathers of various things. So these are father types. Now let me give you my classical definition of the father. So this is the Shamosin classical definition of the father. And I have five things to say about fathers, but bear my definition. So a father is anyone called by divinity. So fatherhood is a calling. Fatherhood is a calling. You cannot assume this position upon yourself. You cannot assume this office upon yourself. The Lord must call you into that office of the Father. And there must be confirmations. There must be an agreement, first of all, in your spirit, by the spirit, and by many others. Just as the Bible says in Hebrews 5 and Hebrews 8, that nobody can actually put upon himself or herself God has given. I see today, here in Ghana, in some part of the world, that most people begin to attribute fatherhood to themselves. Maybe they see themselves succeeding in an area or there are few numbers of followers. So all of a sudden, they assume fatherhood to themselves. Right. Fatherhood is my calling. My calling. Fatherhood is my calling. Number two, in my definition. So a father is somebody that is permanently connected. You've been called. There must be this permanent connection between you, the father, and divinity. You must be connected to God, the father. You must be connected to God, the son. You must be connected to God, the spirit. It is a permanent connection. In other words, people can lose their fatherhood. Once you lose connection with the heavenly father, once you break away from the line and you do not turn the line of God, divinity by way of God, I mean divinity. Once we cut off ourselves from divinity, we cease to be legitimate fathers. So there are many that are fathers, but they are illegitimate fathers. Because what gives them their legitimacy, they have cut off the line. Along with the spirit, they are no more aligned with Jesus as per the word. So every father is 
that one who is permanently connected to divinity. We need to understand that. The third thing about my definition of the father is that is that one who is entrusted with divine seeds. So the place of fatherhood is a place of stewardship. It's a place of trust that God entrusts divine seeds of men, divine seeds of the destinies of nations into your heart, into your spirit, in order to carry them. So every father must know that my position is a position of trust. Okay. And I'm only a steward in my stewardship in order to bring the people, the persons, the places, the things the Lord has ordained in my spirit to pass on to the people. We must understand that. So God entrusts with the divine seed, with a blessing by divinity as faithful stewards, ready to release that which the Lord has given us at, any, at the instance of God. We release them at the instance of God. Just like what we have experienced throughout the week, and tonight we are climbing it. I believe that God has entrusted some things in me which must be released on this platform even here tonight. Yes. Or at this time. Yes. Say hallelujah. 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 The next definition is that every father is meant to bring the people. So these are the, the, the key words in my definition of a father. So a father is that person who knows the mind of God concerning people who have been privileged to see the destinies of people and who is willing to work with God on behalf of the men and the women who have called him or her to be able to help them fulfill their assignment on the earth. That's all about fatherhood. So any father that is impeding the progress of people, any father that is standing in the way of people, any mm. father that competes with his children, any yes. father that competes with the people God has given him, does See. not have that legitimacy to be a father. Mm. Because mm. fathers don't compete with their children. Fathers see what God is doing with their children, hold their hands and carry them into their destinies and bring them into their reality so that they can manifest what God Thank has you. called them to do. That is the joy. Thank you, sir. Fathers don't compete. <laughs> Holy Lord. Of every father. Every true father has so much joy when he sees his children making progress, covering a lot of grounds than him, and taking territories than him. Fathers receive that joy. For Moses died and they died. We're prophesying outside the camp. So they don't have the right, somebody must stop them. Moses told Joshua, don't know my heart. You don't know my prayer. I'm the father. I pray that the whole nation of Israel become a prophetic people. Yes. When we begin to understand this, no father will die with the seed of even to Gehazi. But because Gehazi failed and missed the line, and missed the opportunity. Elisha was so disappointed as a father to raise another in the set of Gehazi. Mm. 
Mm. So Elisha, who received double, who is supposed to transmit quadruple, mm. died with no must die, with mm. unction, with a blessing, with authority. Mercy. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I'm saying that Elisha was so disappointed, he could not raise another to pass on. And I pray that our story shall not be like Elisha. Amen. Who paid the price, who knew the weight of the place of fathers, who mm. knew what he needed, and who knew the burdens of his heart for his nation. We as fathers in this generation, we will not die with the trust of God for the next generation. No matter never... how people disappoint us, yeah. we have an appointment with God. Mm. So man's disappointment will not affect our transmission and our transfer. Say hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. The final thing in my definition, my, my classical definition of fathers, the feet part or the ye part, is that fathers must be projecting and promoting the glory of God. So these are the five things for me that defines a father. Fathers must project and promote the glory of God. That is the bottom line. Every father is supposed to bring the weight of God upon his ministry, upon all the people around him. We must point people to God. We must show people to God. We must direct people to God, not to ourselves, but to God. That is what true fathers are. Okay. There are three things fathers carry, and I keep mentioning them. Three major things every father carries. And that is why you must not play, you must not joke, you must not underrate the father. Once God calls that person a father over your realm, over your business, over your life, over your case, never underestimate your father. Never okay. father with trivialities because your father carries trivialities for you. Every okay. father carries your authority. Every father carries your authority. And every one of us that is born by God, called by God, redeemed through the blood of Christ, are supposed to walk in our authority. Mm. But you need a father to be able to release that authority over you. God releases authority, not to waste. But God will need a father figure to do that transmission. Before Moses died, God asked him to bring 70 people even before the Lord while Moses transmits the spirit of God. God could have done it directly without the, 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 the instrument or the channel of Moses. But God is a God of order. Mm. God is a God of principle. God is a God of systems. Okay. So God had to actually cause Moses to put that authority on the people. God told Moses, put your authority on the people. So every father carries an authority for his children and the, the nations and the people he has been made a father over. Not yes, sir. yes, sir. If you want to walk in authority and manifest your authority, you need a father who is your father indeed the father you chose, not the father you admire. Because today, people choose these fathers and advanced fathers based on certain factors. Mm. Oh, he has a big ministry. 
Mm. He has a lot of followers. Mm. He's known by everybody. Everybody knows him. If I connect to him, I am going to actually be known and be connected in the workplace. No. God is the one who chooses fathers. Yes, sir. Some of us have chosen fathers over our head. That mm. the Lord did not choose them for us. Mm. We need to understand that mm. and walk in that influence and power. So for you, because anything your father carries is for you, the son and the daughter, to inherit. Amen. Let me repeat it. Anything your father carries, it is for you to inherit. Okay. There are many things fathers carry. Mm. They may not be able to deliver all in their lifetime. Why? Because God did not call them to deliver all their lifetime. Because mm. some of the things God has even spoken to them and about them are supposed to be executed by their sons and daughters. Yes, Shout sir. Hallelujah. 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 I have a father who is passed on to be with the Lord in glory. He was also called Reverend Joseph Abbey. Mm. He took me like his own biological son. He discovered me as young, a young man with the unction of God upon my life. Mm. When I was in secondary school from three, he believed I'm called to be a preacher. Even though I had self-doubt, even though I didn't want to be a preacher, I wanted to be a businessman to sponsor the kingdom. That was mm. my backing. Mm. I want to be so blessed by God that I can help pastors, help their churches, help Christians, and help to expand and extend the frontiers of the kingdom. Mm. But they keep insisting, he used to call me Sammy, say, Sammy, the Lord's hand is upon you. Mm. There's nothing you can do without preaching the word. Mm. So he became my father. He tutored me. He tripped me. He actually took some things off my life. And I have to leave that ministry for a reason. Mm. Because I told him one day, if I'm God as a preacher, then I must go to school to be trained as a preacher. Mm. And in those days, most of the people before us never believed in Bible school. Because mm. they believed theology will go and consume our zeal. And by the time you come back from Bible school, the zeal you carry as a young man will evaporate. Mm. But I insisted I have to go to Bible school. And that brought us to part our ways. Okay. After many years, I went for living even though God was leading me to go to school. So I took things, God showed me what to do. I took money, I took items, and I went and knelt before I said, my father, I offended you. Mm. My father, I sinned against you. By leaving you at the time I left you. Mm. I said, I've come to repent and I've mm. come for you to pray for. Let me tell you, this principles of principle of fatherhood does not entertain prideful sons and daughters. Okay. Fatherhood accommodates men and women who understand the humility of Christ. Okay. And they must walk in that humility of Jesus. Entertain pride. So any son, any daughter that will be graduated to become a father, I want you to understand that pride will not take you there. Okay. When he has prayed for me, he asked me to stand and he said, Sammy, 
You didn't do anything wrong. It was a misunderstanding. Mm. Now I go to Bible school. You saw it before me. Even though you were a son, you saw I am not me. So you did not commit any crime. In fact, I misunderstood you and also offended you. Can you pray for me? Mm. So I prayed for him. I cried when he cried. He asked me to come back. I went back at a certain season with seed in my hands to me about you. Mm. And he prayed prayers that shook my life. Mm. And one of the things that I remembered that he prayed, he said, whatever I wasn't able to achieve as a mm. father, oh, yes, I Lord. placed them upon you. I received. The sick that I couldn't heal. Yeah. The sick that I desire and admire to rest in my ministry lifetime, which yeah. I have not, I place them upon you. In the name of nations I dream of traveling to that are not able to, you will go to those nations. The name of and Jesus. he blessed me as a father. Mm. He blessed me from his heart and yes. he blessed me himself. Yes. This is how you build the capacity in order to attract the father's blessing. Yes. It is not in the shout, it is it is in the principle, it is in the structure, it is in the order that we follow to be able to receive. The Everybody needs a father. The order. Everybody must have a father. Thank your you. Your father carries your coming. The other thing the father carries is the unction. Every father carries an unction. Your father can be poorer than you. You can be richer and more known than your father. You can be, you can have more followers because of technology and a few things than your own father. You can be known more than your father. But let me say to everybody, mm. including myself, mm. that every father carries an oil. An oil. Every father carries an unction, not only for himself, but also for the generation and the people to be able to receive that unction. In the days of Elijah and Elisha, there were many schools of the prophets. All the prophets were potential carriers of what Elisha, the father of the prophet, carried. In Gilgal, there were schools of prophets. Mm. All they could do is to see and to hear what God was doing. But they had no interpretation, neither would they have application. So they would tell Elisha, today, God is going to lift the head of your father. God is going to lift your head. God is going to take your father away. It became more like a teasing, uh, uh, what do you call it, a teasing conversation and a teasing encounter. But mm. Elijah would tell them, hold your peace, for I know. They went to Bethel. There were sons of the prophets. Everybody qualified to carry what Elijah carried, and mm. they missed it. They came to even Jericho. Every prophet there was made to be able to carry what Elijah carried. Prophets, about 50 or so of them, they missed the opportunity because mm. they trust to be spectators mm. and not participators. Let mm. me tell you, it doesn't matter how rich, how popular, how more educated you are than your father. There is an option upon your father you need to tap, even to act upon your own. To be able to excel and to become greater. Hallelujah. 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 Every father carries a divine blessing. So there are three things a divine authority, a divine mm. unction, and a divine blessing. 
For this reason, nobody in this spiritually right force. Your father might not be perfect and right, and fathers are not. But don't do anything to mess a father. Because if you mess up your father, you will miss the divine authority, mm. you miss the divine option, mm. and you miss the divine blessing. You can prosper like Esau. Esau missed the divine authority. Esau missed the divine option. Esau missed the divine blessing. Mm. By the time Jacob met him, he was also blessed in terms of the material, mm. but he didn't have the capital that creates the blessing. Thank the you. blessing is not in what you have. The blessing is the raw material that creates what you have and what you desire to have. That is the mystery of the blessing. Mm. When God blessed Abraham, Abraham was like a stranger and a sojourner, according to Hebrews 11. He said, the, the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they were moving their tents from place to place. Yet God has given them the land, and yet they are blessed. So the blessing is not in the material. So people mm. are blessed, but they may not have any material things to show. Don't underestimate and underrate them. But the blessing is not in the material. Hallelujah. The blessing is what can create that supernatural scene that creates the physical. People in Ukraine, by January, never knew they'll lose their money, they'll lose their mansions, they'll lose their estates, they'll lose everything. Just within a few months, rich men have become refugees. It should tell you that the blessing is not in the material. Mm. The blessing is a mystery. The blessing is a seed that when you carry it, anywhere you go, you are able to create what you need, what God desires for things to happen. Amen. If the blessing is only in the material, then it becomes geographical. Mm. Because people have the But when you understand the realm of the blessing and the real blessing, you will know that the blessing is that seed, yes. that capital, that helps you to create everywhere you go, irrespective of your geographical location. My goodness. My goodness. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. Before I go into the 10 major cells, the 10 major cells that creates a father's DNA, that creates the DNA of fathers, I want us to glean the passage I read, the Ephesians. I want us to glean the passage. As a prophet, I believe I'm also a teacher of the word. So there are five things I want us to look at quickly in Ephesians 1, verse 3. Five things quickly in the realm of the blessing. In Ephesians 1, 3, Paul was able to draw the church at Ephesus and not just get alone because he said, I'm an apostle unto you, the church of Ephesus, and to all those who believe in Jesus, including you and I. So this blessing, this book of Ephesians, that was given first of all to the church at Ephesus was also written for you and I. The sure. first thing is that Paul showed them the source of the blessing. God showed them and led the people to the source of the blessing. Yes, every father 
derived his fatherhood from God, derived his name from God, derived his identity from God. That's what the Bible says, that all the families on earth and in the heaven derive their name, their identity, and everything they represent from God, who is our heavenly father. Mm. So Paul said to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, without any ambiguity, without any shadow of doubt, without any confusion, Paul wanted to make sure he set the people at Ephesus to focus on the source of the blessing. Mm. Yes, and here as a human agent, a father figure tonight, with mm. the privilege to speak on this platform, mm. by your blessing goes beyond me. Mm. Your blessing is sourced in God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the blessing is not from a God, but Paul had to cite the source of the blessing. Mm. And we got to know that as we decide that, the Father's blessings and the release thereof, we must know that the source of the blessing is not from any man. It is from God, but through the agency of a spiritual, physical, Father God has placed upon people and places. I'm sure you are getting me. Yes, sir. I'm sure you are with me. Yes, sir. The second thing, the second thing God did in Ephesians 1 3 is for them to acknowledge and admire and adore even the source of the blessing. The word blessed, the word blessed is actually eulogetos, eulogetos. Mm. Eulogetos means to adore, adore, to adore. Sometimes we desire a blessing, but we do not admire the blessed. We want to take the blessing, we do not want to adore the blessed. And then there's mm. a disconnect. You cannot take and look into my face. And most of us are dealing with God just as we deal with men. We take mm. what in the, is in the hand, and we are not concerned about what is on the face and on the heart. But mm. for you to take the blessings from God, we have to look into God's heart and look into God's face. So it's something solvable. It says, we love you more than the wine. We love you more than the wine. What do you mm. love? He said, we love you more than the wine. Mm. The first thing Paul showed them in the text, Yulokeo. Yulokeo had to do with the impartation of the blessing. Blessed be the Lord, the God, the Lord, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. The word blessed again used there is eulogetos. It means to pronounce or invoke a benediction which is a blessing upon people. So the source of the blessing is God. We must acknowledge, we must admire, we must adore our source who gives us a blessing. Understand that a blessing comes as a result of impartation. The blessing is by impartation, not by procurement. Okay. Nobody can buy a blessing. 
The blessing is not for sale. Mm. You cannot buy a blessing. I'm telling you. Esau came back. His food was ready. As the father instructed him. But God taught the principle that a blessing is not for sale. The mm. blessing is by impartation. Mm. In as much as you must activate it and do some things which I will show. The blessing is not for sale. But there are people who have access to money from wrong source. Mm. They cast fathers and they'll go and give them fat offerings, big offerings, bent offerings, senior offerings, web offerings, all the offerings put together. Mercy. <laughs> Yet, they will not listen to them. Mm. Yet, they will not accept their rebuke. Mm. Yet, when they call them to order, they insult them on the media and they insult them in the papers. Mm. So the blessing is not for sale. And every father must understand, you are not in this business to sell blessing. The mm. blessing is by impartation, not by procurement. Hallelujah. The fourth is that the blessing has its own nature. He has blessed us with all blessings in spiritual places. Mm. First of all, in and the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Mm. So, so the blessing is spiritual. The blessing the is... word used there is pneumaticos. The word used there is pneumaticos. The blessing is spiritual. The blessing is non carnal That is why anything we desire from God through this impartation, if it is to satisfy our lust and make us feel proud, and make us become something that God has not made us, will not be able to receive. James wants us, will not be mm. able to receive. He said, We ask and we do not get because we fight over it and we do not have. Because when we ask, we ask to satisfy our carnal desires. Yes. The blessings of fatherhood is not for carnal desire. Mm. Like Esau, who for a muscle of, of food was mm. able to, to sell his birthright and yes. lose his blessing. Mm. The blessing is spiritual, and we must know. All sons and daughters must know. All fathers must know that a blessing is spiritual. Anything that you, you impart that does not have the spirit, anything that we go and receive that will not parachute us that will not bring a progression in our spiritual walk with God it means we do not ask for spiritual things mm. Mm. the blessing is first of all spiritual the ritual and once the blessing becomes spiritual it can govern the natural yes anything that is spiritual governs the natural I prefer a gift and a blessing from God that is so spiritual and natural that cannot penetrate the spiritual. When it is natural and carnal, it cannot penetrate even the supernatural. Mm. The fifth thing, which the last I want to show you in the spring, I'm not teaching, I'm just showing you, is that the blessing has its realm. There's a realm of blessing. Oh man. There is 
Uh, and I pray that God will bring all of us there. Mm, mm, there is mm. a realm of blessing. The realm of your blessing is not in the dark. The realm of your blessing is not in your city. The realm of your blessing is not in your euro or your pound or your CFA. The realm of your blessing it is in the celestial realm, not the terrestrial realm. It must begin from that place when we know that the blessing is heavenly. That means that we ourselves must be heavenly. And Colossians chapter 3 says, if therefore we are born again from the seed that comes from above, then we must set our eyes, our heart, our focus on those things which is also from above. Mm. Mm. So the blessing is there before we bring it here. The blessing is in heavenly places. It is in high places. And the blessings are in Christ. And Father's blessing, when you are not in Christ, when you are mm. outside of Christ. Mm. Now let me give us the 10 cells that builds a Father's DNA. We know cells are put together in order for the body to be built. Every father must have a DNA. And I've been able to discover about 10 things. This is not exhaustive. But for our purpose, I just want to share quickly before we go into that capacity that will make you receive the release of the Father's blessing. Okay. Because for you to receive anything, you must build a capacity for it. That is why the first thing God ever created, God created the heaven and the earth. That is capacity. Anything you desire to achieve, let to build a capacity for it. It won't be great in ministry, build your capacity for it. Okay. For 30 years, Jesus was building a capacity for the three years ministry on earth. Mm. Okay. No wonder in three and a half years, Jesus was able to achieve a lot. Mm. And we are still the product of the impact of Jesus' ministry. Yes. Because he built a capacity for it. Mm. If you want your ministry to be in the miraculous, build a capacity for it. Okay. If you want to walk in wealth, build a capacity for it. Okay. If you want to be a great wife, a great husband, build a capacity for it. Okay. If you want to be a great parent, build a capacity for it. Whatever you desire to become, the first thing you need to do is to learn to build a capacity. Oh. In the beginning, God built a capacity. He knew what he wanted to do. That some of the things he wanted to do is in the heaven. Mm. Some of the things he wanted to do is on the earth. So God created capacity. You see, when you do not have the capacity, anything that is released to you will be a blessing that has capacity will be lost, will be wasted. That is why when the woman, the wife of the prophet, second kiss four, she kept pouring the oil, the oil was multiplying. But the moment and capacity ceased. The oil ceased because God is not a waster. Mm. God is a businessman. God is a good investor, not a waster. So when we don't have capacity, we may pray and pray and pray, but those things that we are desiring will not be given to us. Because when God brings them, there will be nothing to hold them. 
Mm. Anything you ask God for, make sure you are prepared and hold that for that. So take this quickly. And I want to make sure I go through fast. Mm. The first thing about the father's deity is that the father, my father, must have a relationship. Fatherhood is relational. Fatherhood is relationship. The second thing about fatherhood is that fatherhood is relational. Fatherhood what? is relational and fatherhood is relational. Revelation. You've got to receive a revelation about all these things about fatherhood. Okay. So relational, revelational. The third thing about fatherhood is that it is convictional. Fatherhood is convictional. Fatherhood is by faith. When God spoke to Abraham, Abraham believed and (laughs) God counted it into his account for righteousness. So fatherhood is convictional. The Greek word for faith is pistis. And pistis means to build a strong conviction in the word and the product in the mind or the heart. So we mm. need to be convictional. Yeah. Fatherhood is about obedience. So fatherhood is actional. Fatherhood is actional. It's action now. Action. Mm. So obedience is action. When you put what God says to work, you have acted. Abraham saw and Abraham walked. So fatherhood is the, the fifth thing about fatherhood is that fatherhood is covenantal. Fatherhood is covenantal. God had to take Abraham through circumcision. In Genesis 17, God now changed his name from an exalted father, which is a, a, a some level of vertical horizontal relationship. And God says, From henceforth, I call you Abraham. Yes. I give you my name because I'm marrying you and I'm marrying your wife. So I give you my name. Mm -hmm. Just as when we marry people that we transmit and transfer our name. God says, I'll give you the two edge in my Yahweh. Yahweh is spelled without vowels. That's the tetragrammaton name of God. When you see Yahweh without vowels, you see two H, one W, and one to Sarah. He took one of the H in Yahweh and gave it to Abraham, and he became Abraham. He took the other H and gave it to Sarah, and Sarah became Sarah. So henceforth, they now walk like God on earth, and their fatherhood was activated. Mm. And Abraham indeed became a father of many nations. Mm. Father with no bounds. Father with no limit. And I pray this prayer upon you today before you come to the vacation. That God will bring you and I into that place of fatherhood. There are no no bounds and with no no limit. And whatever we speak and say to creation, a wider coverage area, creation will comply and creation will align in In the the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Number six, the DNA of fathers. Fatherhood is reverential. Fatherhood is reverential. Mm. You need to reverence God as a father. 
Reverend. You need to fear God. Unfortunately, we have many fathers who do not fear God. Okay. So they produce sons and daughters who do not fear God. Okay. But serious fathers and serious fatherhood have to do with birthing the fear of God in the heart of your generation. Mm. The fear of God in the heart of a generation has some Pascalina DNA of reference. The fear of God, the holy fear of God, the holy respect of God must be in the heart and in the life of the father. We've mm. got to fear God as fathers. Mm. Number seven. Every father must be sacrificial. Every father does, does not know sacrifice. Is There must be a question mark on the father. Yes, sir. Because in biological fathers, they will let go of their pleasure. They will let go of the worldly good things for themselves. And they will store money for fees. They will store money for the progress of their children. Mm. That is what fathers are. Fathers will not think about their pleasures and what they will have. They are always thinking about it. They are always thinking about how someone will go to school. When the fathers also desire to go to school, they will take that fee, that money for themselves and rather advance and enhance the lives of other people. Mm. And they will say, you take the lead, I can wait. Afterwards, I'll go back to school. These are real fathers mm. that we should not joke with. Every father must be sacrificial. It's mm. part of the deity. I'm giving us these things so that when we meet a father, we will know. When we see fathers, we will know. Mm. Number eight. Number eight. Fathers are generational. It's part of the DNA. Every father that does not think about tomorrow or the next generation is not a father. It's only a hiding. It's an op op opportunist. Someone who's taking or seizing opportunity in order to enhance himself. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Good. We are on. We are so on. number eight, is that fathers are generational. I stand here and I'm thinking generations after me. I'm thinking about the next generation. I'm thinking about who is going to carry the next mantle and the next fire. I'm praying for people even to take what I desire to carry and what I carry even to run with it and bring about the promises of God as the Lord has ordained it. Mm. Every father must be transitional is not a father. Mm. Every father who is a real father must be generational. generational. And unfortunately, when we come, we talk about generational fatherhood, African leaders, we are lacking a big time. All we think about is our mouth and our stomach. Mercy. So we are always looking down and we're not looking up. From the mouth to the belly to our reproductive gate, that is all we most of Africans think about. Food, pleasure, and sexual misbehavior. <clears throat> so from the mouth, through the belly, through the reproductive gate, finito. <laughs> but every true father must be looking above and beyond. You look above to God 
and you look beyond yourself. How can I make life better for the people I, to score a point, a political point, with the past leaders or leadership or opponent that I took over from? Mm. And this is the convenience of most African leaders. But I'm here to say that our God is about to change the narration. In the name God of is about to change the story. And God is about to do the right things for Africa by blessing the right leaders over us. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Number nine, Amen. every father must be constitutional. Every father must be constitutional. Every father must be constitutional. How did I get constitution? From the 16 to 18, God said, I know Abraham. Mm -hmm. He will command his children after him. He is my friend, and I've called him to count the blessing. So I will not hide anything from him. Mm. So this was God's argument to the two angels of Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm. So God says, I need to tell Abraham, for I know him, for he's a constitutional father. Yes. He will enjoy. He will enshrine, he will command his children after him. So you yeah. command them after his faith, you command them after his obedience, you command them after his holiness, you, 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 you command. So mm. every father must be seen by God as a father of constitution. So every Amen. father must be constitutional. This Amen. is the DNA of the fathers. Thank the you. Last Number 10, the last one. Every father must be inspirational. Inspirational. Or what I call spiritual. Every father must be inspirational or spiritual. Our fatherhood and the essence of it, the mm -hmm. potency of every father is in his spiritual mileage, in his spiritual connection with divinity, and in his spiritual work mm -hmm. with divinity. Our function, our audacity, our authority as fathers stems from our inspiration, which mm. is our spirituality. Mm. Now that I've given us the 10 DNAs or the 10 cells that form a DNA for fathers, now let us look at how to build the capacity to receive the blessing. Please, have I overcome my time? We have about we have about 10 minutes, sir. We have 10 minutes. Thank yeah. you very much. Yes. You know, you know what your dad can do when he takes his life. <laughs> so I please know. just monitor me and help me and help everybody. Amen. Because I know I'll come back to this platform. Right. So that people will not say, hey, the man of God has come again. <laughs> He's going to preach for four hours. It is well. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Let's look at how to create, how to create the capacity for the father's blessing. Number one, we need to show them love. So love your father. The first thing you did, you do for a father and do around the father and do the father is to love the father. Okay. You can read First Corinthians chapter thirteen and look at all the acid tests of what real agape is and begin to deal with your father in love. Okay. Love, love is that thing that makes a father release a seed. 
That is why in the natural realm, it is only when you are making love as a father, you can release your seed. That is the only legitimate way. I know there are other illegitimate ways people release their seed. But a legitimate way God has created for transmission and transfer of seed is through love making. Okay. So the first thing for a blessing, the seed of the blessing to be released is that you must love your fathers. Your fathers. Mm, thank if you. you're a father, you got to love him. Mm. You got to love him. Love is powerful. Proverbs mm. 8 17 says, I love those who love me. Proverbs 8 17, I love those who love me, and those who seek me early shall find me. Mm. He said, Love the Lord thy God. Love the Lord thy God. Love the Lord thy God. Jesus said, Even the greatest command that holds self and love thy neighbor. Simple. So, love is a key to open every blessing. Hallelujah. Love is a key to transmit a blessing. Where love is, the release of the Father's blessing is so easy. Where love is, the release of the Father's blessing is so easy. Love releases the Father's blessing. Number two, give to your fathers. Give to your fathers. There are many of us who can take from our fathers with audacity. Yes. We can take from our fathers with ease. It's always to call a father, Daddy, I'm broke, I need something. And then quickly, what do I do? How do I get the money to you? And the fathers, most fathers I know, including myself, we just release them. But there are many people who feel pain. And they are, let me tell you, the way to activate the blessing. The way to release a blessing is to learn to give to your fathers. To mm. save your fathers and meet your fat needs. Don't be in the habit of waiting for your fathers to be asking you for a seed mm. or a blessing. Learn to discern your fathers. Learn to know when your father needs something and be able to release it. I call it surprise given. Mm. When the person doesn't even know that somebody could descend his heartfelt need, like David, he desired to drink the waters from the wells in the land of the Philistines. And two people said, we will go fetch the water and bring it to you. Us. Mm. Most fathers do not use the seed you bring them. Most fathers do not use or eat the seed you bring them. Yes, sir. Sow it on your behalf. Yes, sir. Speak. They give it on your behalf. <laughs> and by so doing, they create a lot of capacities for you to be blessed. Yes, sir. So don't feel the pain to give to your father. Mm. You don't need to give when you have. You don't need to give conveniently. You've got to learn to give that which will cost you. Mm. You need to understand that you must give your first and your pricingly. You must give cheerfully and not cheerfully. Mm. You must give cheerfully and not cheerfully. You must give gladly and not grudgingly. Don't give and be complaining. Don't give and call people and tell them, oh, my father is disturbing me. Mm. My father has been torturing me. 
to you. You're never, your father never complained. Yes, sir. When your father hold your hand and shoot you up, he never complained. When your father sacrificed for you, he never complained. Mm. You cannot get a blessing from the father. Mm. But you do not know how to give to your father. I'm telling thank, you. Thank the you. prayer, that pushes the prayer. It is that thing that we call sacrifice on the altar that activates the prayer and open the door for the blessing. Yeah. For the sake of time, I don't want to overlabor that these are many points. Number three, mm. value and venerate your father. If you want to attract a blessing on the father, and fathers must release their blessings to you, you must learn to venerate and value them. Put weight on your fathers. Yes. Put weight on your fathers. Malachi yes. chapter 1, verse 6a. Put weight on your fathers. Let me be proud of your father. We heard what <laughs> Pastor BJ said. Mm. He said, I'm going to introduce to you a father. Father, then there's something wrong somewhere. But for him, he's proud of his father. Mm. When yes. he said that, my heart became bigger. Mm. When he said that, my heart, my, my, my head became, be, became swollen. Mm. When he said that, I received more oil upon my life to yes. speak with ease and with joy yes. and to pour myself with yeah. holding back. Yes, Lord. Learn to give weight. Learn to value your fathers. Yeah. Learn to venerate your fathers. Yeah. Don't so. just be saying it. So I so it's my father. Where mm. is the value? Where is the weight of glory? Where um. is the heart? Yes. Praise Lord. God. Hallelujah. Number four. Mm. Learn to revere your father. Value and revere. Learn to show fear. Learn to show respect. Your father can be your friend, but your father is not your co-equal. It's true. Yes. Let me repeat it. Yes, sir. Your father can be your friend, mm -hmm. but your father cannot be your co-equal. Not be your co-equal. Even co in friendship, learn to maintain boundaries. Mm. In friendship, let not to cross the line. In friendship, let not your father become someone that you become too familiar with. Okay. Familiarity is bringing contempt in the fatherhood, children relationship, and it kills the blessing. It, it pollutes the oil. It defiles and contaminates the oil. Be mm. friends with your fathers, but don't be too familiar with them. Because they were familiar with Jesus. And in his own country, among his own kindred, in his own house, he couldn't perform mm. much miracles. Except yeah. I lay hands on a few people. Please, yeah. don't kill your own blessing by your relational attitude to your father. Yes. Number five. Obey your father. Obey your father. Obey your father. One of the reasons why Jacob God a blessing and not Esau. Jacob never obeyed his mother and his father. When you read Genesis 27, when Jacob had left, Esau came to himself and he said, my father has told my brother to marry from our kindred and not from among the unbelievers. So now Esau had to remarry a marriage that would please his father and his mother. 
his obedience was one of the problems for Esau. Jacob will always obey. The mother said, listen to me. This is a day for your blessing because God told me to eat when I was pregnant. Mm. It is not about deceiving your father. It's about taking your blessing. So do this and you shall be blessed. He said, Mama, if my father catches me deceiving him, catch me. He said, let the curses of your father be upon him. All Jacob needed was to obey mm. and to prepare a sumptuous meal that will look more than a game meat, even though it was a house meat. Mm. But through obedience, he was able to present a house meat that was more than meat. We must learn to obey our fathers. Number yes. six, be about your father's business. Be about. Let me tell you. <clears throat> those who do their father's business attract the blessing. Those who do their father's business attract the blessing. When you learn to hold the hands of your fathers, Aaron and Hell, holding the hands of Moses, victory will come. And you holding the hand, you are also lifting your own hand, your own hands up. When you do your father's business, you learn to receive your business. Jesus said, if you're not faithful in another man's business, how can God give you your own business? Mm. So let us do our father's business. Former pastor, for 22 years, I was holding his hands and supporting his ministry with all my heart, with all my strength, with all my energy, with my money, my time, my sweat, my everything. Mm. And I put the business like my own. Other people were accusing me. Other people were casting insinuation. Other people were teasing me. Other people were saying all kinds of things to me. But I have realized that when you learn to go about a father's business, that is where you succeed in your own business mm. and you'll be blessed. Yeah. Number seven, never compete with the father. No matter how you grow, no matter how far you go, never compete with your father. Learn to compliment your father and never compete with them. It is the wisdom that will walk you in the blessings of the father. Mm. Fathers don't like competition. Mm. Go and ask and study about the lion king. Mm. When a male is, is born, at a certain age, the father will drive that come away to where survive, survive mm. or die. Mm. Because the father, lion, doesn't want competition. Mm. They want compliments, not competition. So please, I'm begging us, if you want to walk in the father's blessing, don't compete with your father. Compliment your father. Number eight, share your father's backing. If you are the father, you must know your father's backing. Most people that know me as their father, I have a burden for education. I have a burden for bringing people to a place of their manifestation. These are my burdens. You got to share in my burden. Jesus asked the disciples, can't you share in my burden but pray with me because I am breaking with Calvary. 
I'm ready with the blankets of Calvary and with the issues of redemption for men. So can't you pray with me just one hour mm. that people love their fathers but they can't share their bedding? I'm the father. Those who cannot share my bedding, sometimes I shy away from them. Learn to share your and know the burdens they carry and share with them. Number nine, forgive your fathers. No matter what, forgive your fathers. No matter what, every father is a human being, and every father is not hundred percent perfect. Forgive your fathers, and don't bear them grudges. Don't be bitter against your father. The lady reverend who led us to climb during intercession, raise a prayer. And ask us not to be having bearing grudges or having any bitter thing against any father. Fathers are not perfect. Never bear any bitterness against a father. Absalom did, and he lost his life. He lost the opportunity of mm. that David, his father, did not kill Amnon for what he did by raping his sister. So Absalom got to hurt his father and extended it to usurp his authority. Be careful. Don't bear grudges with fathers. Don't be bitter against your father. Whether spiritual, whether biological, whether national, whether prophetical, whichever father you relate to, learn not to be bitter against the father. Learn not to hold grudge. Hebrews 12, 14 to 16, it says, when we become bitter, we lose grace. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 11. Proverbs 30, 11. And show them respect. And show them no respect. I mean, show them no respect. Please don't be part of that generation. Number 10, because of time, go the extra mile with your fathers and for your fathers. If you want your father's blessing, learn to go the extra mile. Do the extra things that others are not willing to do. And don't be bothered about others. Be bothered about yourself. May the Lord God bless his word. Yes. And may the Lord make the word of God so real. May the Lord open the heavens upon your life. In the name and of may Jesus. this word become a word. Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand in the stand of divinity tonight or this dawn, and I speak into the womb of the day, and I command the morning, I command the day spring, Jesus himself, according to Job 38 and Luke chapter 1. So I pray. That the desperate Jesus over your life will Amen. take all of the four comments that surround your life in the Amen. spirit and in the physical, in Amen. any and every realm, to begin Amen. to shake out of your portion, to shake Amen. the wicked one out of your Amen. life, out of Amen. your portion, Amen. to shake out any wicked adventure yes. and change your life Amen. for you to be blessed and to Amen. progress. Amen. I command the blessings of God upon you as a father. 
I receive it. By the inspiration of the Spirit, yes. the blessed Israel, and all the tribes by the inspiration of the Spirit, Amen. I declare everyone on this platform, everyone by station in our lives that carries any curse from the mouth of any spiritual father, whether it is a prophetic father, whoever father it is, stand in the stead of humility. Yes. In the stead of God as a heavenly father, yes. as Moses pronounced upon Reuben, yes. he said, Reuben, you shall not die. Yes. Reuben, you shall not be few, you shall be many. Even though your father pronounced yes. a yes. upon you, I yes. pronounce the blessing. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. I bless you with divine direction and God. 
David. He says that confusion on your life, and the confusion in your mind, and the confusion in your heart. I declare the name of God. I declare you see your path. I declare you see your way clear. I declare you walk by the light. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. I declare every yoke, every shadow, broken, every demonic curse. Yes, Lord. You shall walk in your freedom, your liberty, and fully restored. Yes. I declare the blessings of God that brings reclamation. Yes. That the Lord by his blessing will reclaim for you anything yes. that has been devastated, just yes. like a preacher of a conversation. Yes. I pray that by the blessings of God, yes. there will be a reclamation yes. of anything destroyed in your life in yes. the mighty mm. name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Mm. I declare that you will never lack from today. Yes. I bless yes, you with a seed of prosperity. Yes, Amen. That brings a woman into the mystery of kingdom wealth. Yes. I bless you with it in the I name of Jesus. I bless you with divine influence. I bless you with the heritage of Jacob. Yes. The heritage of Abraham. Yes. The heritage of Isaac and the Pentecost. Yes. I bless you with the heritage yes. of every blessing in God for your life. Yes. Yes. I bless you with the precious things in the heavens. I bless you with the precious things in vegetation. Mm. I bless you the precious things in the water bodies. I yes. bless you the precious things even in invisible creation. Let yes. it be your portion and let it be your blessing. Yes. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mm. I declare and Yes. The Lord himself will make you great. Yes, Amen. Lord. The Lord will make you a champion. Amen. And the Lord will make you flourishing. Amen. I bless you the blessings of nations. Amen. I bless you with the blessings of nations. Amen. And nations will open up to you. Amen. Amen. You should not offend the nation. I bless you this day. I bless you this night. I bless you this dawn. Amen. I declare it this title. Yes. I declare that the nations will yield their increase. Yes. The nations will yield their cooperation. Yes, Lord. The nations will yield your blessings. Amen. Amen. Bless you. And you have the The Lord bless you tonight. Yes. The Lord bless you this dawn. Yes, Lord. And I decree over your life yes, the victories of God. Amen. I decree over your life the yes. victories of God. Yes, I decree Amen. over your life yes, the Lord. victories of God. Yes, Amen. I decree over your life I receive the victories of God. Amen. The Lord bless all of us. Yes. Yes. Amen. The Lord causes his face to shine upon us. Amen. The Lord be gracious unto us. Amen. The Lord give us peace. Mm. The Lord put his name upon us. Yes. I receive this blessing yes. upon every one of us. I receive it. Myself. I receive God bless it. you. Yes. God bless you. Yes. God bless you. Yes. And thank Amen. you very much for this invitation. Oh, yes, my this God. wonderful fellowship. Thank God you. bless you. I love you, Pastor Thank DJ. You. Thank you very much for being a blessing to me and giving me this platform to minister to friends and brothers and sons and daughters. I'm here to meet and know. Yes. God bless you. Yes. God bless the secret place. Yes. God expand you over all the nations of the earth. Yes. And God make you dynamic. God Himself will make you raise you as a father. Yes. Mm. In the heart of a father. Yes. And you walk in the DNA of the Father, yes. and you shall begin to bless nations and people. 
When everyone in this church receives you, yes, because yes. you are blessing, in the and you carry a blessing, in the name of your blessing. Amen. I love you. Yes, I love sir. all my pastors and yeah. platform. Yes, sir. I love the other apostles, yes. prophets, and ministers. Yes, I sir. love all the professors. Yes, I love sir. all the lady reverends and yes, husbands. I love you. I salute you. I respect yes. you. And yes. I thank you. And I say, God bless you. In Amen. Jesus' mighty name. Shall Amen. we shout? Amen. 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 Oh, my God.